They say we're too young and the pimps and the players say don't go crushing. Wise men say fools rushing, but I don't know. Hey, they say we're too young and the pimps and the players say don't go crushing. Wise men say fools rushing, but I don't know. Cause the way you hold me, hold me, hold me, hold me, hold me Yeah, it feels so holy, 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 holy Oh God, run into the altar like a track star Can't wait another second Oh God, run into the altar like a track star Can't wait another second Cause the way you hold me, hold me, hold me, hold me, hold me Feels so holy Today we're talking about Justin Bieber and Chance the Rapper's new song Holy and Ariana's title track from her new album, Positions. Welcome to Pop Culture Catechism, where we take a look at art from pop culture and uncover the true, good, and beautiful elements found therein. Let's get started. Welcome to Pop Culture Catechism on Awaken Catholic. If you'd like to support Awaken Catholic and all the shows that we have here, including this show, there's a few ways you can do that. First of all, you can go to awakencatholic.org and you can become part of the Awaken Nation by making a monthly donation. And by doing that, not only do you keep the lights on the cameras running here and help help the, the staff put some food on the table, but you also will gain access to some premium content, uh, talks by some of our show hosts and um uh, presenters, including yours truly, that you won't get access to any other way. Uh, and you can also download the Awaken app. There's a new app that we have called the Awaken app. You can go to theawakenapp.io and download it. And that's anyone can download that. It's a free download. And you can see all the Awaken shows there. It's an easy way to get all the content on Awaken Catholic and also interact with some of the show hosts. And if you are part of that Awaken Nation, by making a monthly donation, you also get access to another tier of that app, which has some, some cool features as well. We also have partnered with the people, the wonderful people at Hallow. If you download the Hallow app through our link, that is hallow.app slash awaken you will get a free month of the premium app um it's a it's a great way to jump start your prayer life you can do the rosary and lexio divina it has it has the voice of jesus from the chosen series uh, my wife uses it every night it's i know so many people that has just revolutionized their prayer life so if you're looking for a way to to get a little more prayer into your life in the car or when you're exercising the hello app is a great way to do that and it can help out us as well. And also if you uh, want to share this show with anyone that you think it might benefit, or if you think would like it, you got any, I got any, uh, Buddy with Bieber Fever or Ariana Grande fans, you can send this song, this uh, episode to them as well. Like, share, subscribe, uh, you know, take a screenshot, post it to your story, all that stuff. Give us a rating on the podcast. All those things help so much. And let us know what you think in the comments as well. I'm super excited today because I have, um, in, in, uh, my opinion, one of one of just my my favorite people to work with. He, I love uh, having him come speak to the youth that I've worked with as well, just because he's got a a, a great message. Um, I've known him for a, a long time. We're both from the D.C. area. I have Mr. Brian Greenfield with us today. We're we're Google meeting him in from Florida, where he just finished a day of teaching, and he was gracious enough to give us uh, some time to talk about Justin and Ari here. So, Brian, how you doing? I'm good, man. Great to see you. Man. Great, to, Great to be here. Great to see you too. We don't we don't get to do any, much ministry together anymore since COVID hit, huh? Yeah, it's a new world, man. Mm-hmm. But this is cool, man. I'm glad to be with you. Yeah, I'm glad to be with you too. A little, we a couple times we've been fortunate enough. Probably three times at this point, I think you've been hired yeah. as the, as the speaker for an event, and I've been the musician in the band, and we just keep running into each other. And uh, I brought you out to encounter the gospel of life in the in the Archdiocese of Washington a few years ago, and just I, I love your message. And when I was thinking about doing these songs, I was like, who would be a great person to talk about this with? And I know I wanted you to have on the show eventually. I was like, I'm going to reach out to Brian, and right away you were like, yeah, I'd love to talk about this stuff with you. So thank you for for being here and. And I'm excited to dive into the topic with you. Absolutely, man. Appreciate mm-hmm. the invite. Yeah. Do you want to tell people a little bit about what you do? Yeah. So I'm a speaker. So I'm, I'm an, I, I travel and I speak, but I also work at a all guys Jesuit high school in Tampa, Florida. I teach seniors theology and I work in the discipline office as well. So I have two roles mm-hmm. um, in addition to me speaking and I'm a husband and father. 
and that's my vocation. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's kind of me in a nutshell. Born and raised in DC, went to school in New Jersey. Now I'm in Florida. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Seton Hall, right? Is that where you went? Yeah, I went to Seton Hall, and then I, was, I did a little stint at Franciscan. Nice. You know, I was at Franciscan for a little bit. Then I was with the CFRs mm. for a little bit. All right. And uh, then I found my way to my wife. Well, the Lord connected me and my wife, and, <laughs> you know, and now we have uh, three kids. So, uh-huh. amen. Story. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Well, thank you. Thank you for being here. Um, so today we are talking about the uh, two, two new songs. Newish, Holy's been out for a little bit, but uh, Positions just came out, I think, this this past week. And um, so Justin Bieber has a song with Chance the Rapper called Holy. This came out just uh, in the past month or so. And then Ariana Grande has a brand new album out, and this is the title track. So um, I'll talk a little bit. If you don't know who these people are, uh, Ariana Grande, she is, at the time of this recording, is the most followed woman on Instagram. So she has more followers on Instagram than any other woman. Um, she also has a great voice. She has a four octave vocal range. So she's like up there with Mariah Carey, Christina Aguilera in terms of her vocal prowess. Um, she's won a Grammy. She's won a Brit Award, two Billboard Music Awards, three American Music Awards, a bunch of MTV Video Music Awards, nine of those. And she has eight Guinness Book of World Records. Um, she had all five of her albums have gone platinum. Uh, she's the most streamed female artist on Spotify and Apple Music, and uh, she's also the most followed solo female artist on Spotify and YouTube. So she's a big deal. Um, I've, she's not somebody that I've really gotten into a whole lot, but uh, she's hugely popular. Um, Justin Bieber is... Uh, this is a song off his album Changes, which came out in February 2020. This song is the fifth time he's collaborated with Chance the Rapper. Um, he has sales over 150 million records. He also has a Grammy, 15 American Music Awards, 20 Billboard Music Awards, two Brit Awards, a Latin Grammy uh, for Despacito, uh, a record 21 MTV Music Video Awards, and three MTV Video Music Awards. So, uh, And if you don't know who Chance the Rapper is, who's featured on the, the Justin song, he has three Grammys. So he has more Grammys than Ariana and Justin combined. <laughs> Uh, including Vesta Rap album. He's known for his kind of gospel-tinged hip-hop, including he did a remix of How Great Is Our God by Chris Tomlin, which is really good. If you've never heard that, I recommend highly. I actually did that with uh, a praise band one time, his version. I had the kids rapping and stuff. It was was a lot of fun. Um, And for a while, his his big claim to fame was that he was a streaming-only artist. You couldn't buy his music if you wanted to. It wasn't on iTunes. You couldn't download it from Amazon. The only way to get his music was by streaming it on, on YouTube and um, he was one of the first artists to kind of pioneer that approach and is one of the reasons people say that streaming has kind of taken over as the, um, you know, the, the main form that people consume music with nowadays. So both of these artists, well, not including Chance, but uh, Justin and Ariana, they both took similar paths. She's 27, he's 26, they're about the same age. They both started off as child stars. Justin got famous on YouTube. Ariana was on Nickelodeon. She was on a show called Victorious and Sam and Cat, and she did Broadway at the age of 15. Um, and they even have a song together. The two of them added a song called Stuck With You, which is together. So both child stars, which have now grown up and become two of the biggest stars in the world. And they both have songs out now that have... Um, they're pretty thematically similar in some ways and very different in other ways. So I thought it'd be interesting to talk about them uh, together. So what we'll do is we'll talk about kind of them artistically as songs and just the music and what we like and what we don't like. And then we'll kind of get into some of the deeper themes and do some compare and contrast. Uh, You ready to do this, Brian? Oh yeah. I'm ready. Let's go. Let's go. So um, which song do you, do you like better? If you were just putting it on to, to, to rock with, to have a vibe, what would you, what would you listen to? Do you have one you prefer? if I had to choose one to vibe with, probably the uh, the Bieber song, the Justin mm-hmm. Bieber song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think I probably would too. Although I like uh, Positions. It's got that, um, it's got a cool little, I don't know if it's ukulele, it's some sort of stringed instrument. Um, yeah. I was trying to learn the riff, but then I didn't practice enough. So I didn't, <laughs> I did yeah, not yeah, yeah. learn it well enough to play it for the episode. But it's, if you listen to just the opening part of it, it's got this cool little um, riff that, or that plays over and over through the, through the whole thing. Um, and she's just got a cool voice too. Yeah, she um, does. Yeah. 
yeah, it's it's interesting just the way she enunciates or kind of doesn't enunciate. It's uh, mm-hmm. but she's uh, yeah, it's it, it's interesting. And Justin's voice too. He's just got it's so smooth. Like when I try to sing his stuff, it's hard because he's just so smooth the way he sings stuff. It's uh, it's it's amazing. Um, I also love that Holy has like a lot of gospel influence on it. Yeah. Um, I think you hear that in hip hop a lot of times. You hear a lot of that gospel influence, but just in a straight pop song. I don't think you hear it that much, you know? Yeah. You know, I mean, I think with, with, with Holy, it's something that resonates with me just where I am, where I am in life, you know, mm-hmm. um, positions was good. It wasn't bad. You know, I, I don't have, there's no hate when it comes mm-hmm. to position, but you know, when I listen to stuff, I try to, you know, the things that resonate with me are the things that I can kind of relate to that mm-hmm. I'm going through or I'm going through. And, um, just, you know, some of the stuff that he was talking about with, with, with Holy and, and some of the themes that he was going into. And um, it made me think about me, my family, my wife, mm-hmm. you know, so that's why, you know, if I were going to choose either one of those, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm not hating on Ariana Grande, you know, yeah. that, you know that was smooth also. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like, Holy is something that I could listen to and, and, and put myself in that situation and be like, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. Well, well, and, and something that I always try to do on this show, and I think if you, you've been watching this show for a while, listening to it for a while, and especially if you know, we did our first episode we ever did was on WAP, the Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion song. And sometimes we, co- we cover sexy songs, and these are both sexy songs. Um, but even if it's something, even if it's a sexy song that portrays a very different image of sexuality than is really compatible or with, with Christianity or with Catholicism, uh, we try to see like, well, what is the human experience there and what is good? What's the nugget of good that we're starting with? Because I think fundamental in Christianity is the idea that, you know, God creates us good and then we can be twisted and fallen and corrupted. But ultimately there's, there's a person there like Mm -hmm. Cardi B, even if you have criticisms about her, like she's a person, she's a child of God. Um, sure. Justin and Ariana, they're, they're children of God. So we probably will look at these songs with a critical eye in some ways, but I also want to remember like, these are real people. These, these songs come from a place of real experience a lot of times and lots of people are listening to them. So we're going to try to look for, um, you know, as the intro to the show says, the good, the true and the beautiful that we, <laughs> that we find there. Um, let's, let's dive into the songs. Is there one you want to talk about first, Bri? I mean, either one, you know, I mean, I guess we started with Holy, so I mean... Let's go. Let's go with Holy. So um, let's uh, make sure I'm showing the right thing on the screen. Yeah, here we go. So let's let's look at Holy. So this is Justin and Chance the Rapper. This is from the music video. Music video is really interesting. Um, if you haven't watched it where he's, he's like working at like a, like an oil refinery and he and his wife end up homeless and end up going home with this guy who just got home from deployment, who's in the army. Um, so it's like, they're, they're very like working class and kind of, a you know, love will keep us alive sort of, <laughs> sort of thing. Um, so he starts out, I hear a lot about sinners. I don't think that I'll be a saint. I might go down to the river because the way that the sky opens up when we touch, it's making me say that the way you hold me feels so holy. Um, so what, what do you, what do you make of this, Brian? What is he, what's he talking about? I don't know. I mean, when I hear it, there's like a, uh, there's two levels of holding going on, you know, mm-hmm. when I listen to this song, right? There is the relationship, right? There's the relationship mm-hmm. that he has with his wife or his girlfriend. And, and he's talking about his, how much he values and how much he, he gets out of, out of that person, his wife, his girlfriend holding him. Right. Yeah. How that that how that love points him into a higher to a higher level in a higher direction, yeah. right? But then there's just that 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 transcendent holding that when I listen to it, I can go there also. The way you mm-hmm. hold, hold me, hold me, hold me, hold me, makes me feel so holy, 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 holy. Mm-hmm. You know, just that like that transcendent holding of 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 of, of the Father of, of God holding us and, and holding us up yeah. when we're not strong enough to hold ourselves up. You know, Amen. Here, this first couple of lyrics, don't think that I'll be a saint, you know, and I think that that speaks to the human condition that speaks to the core of our faith. I don't, you know, I don't really see the goodness in me. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't really know why someone else will love me. Mm. Um, I don't, I know that I'm not strong enough to do it myself. Uh, but I know if you hold me, mm-hmm. then, then maybe I'll make it. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll be, I hear a lot about the sinners. Don't think I'll be safe, but I may go down to the river. Mm-hmm. Um, just that encounter, you know. Mm-hmm. There's definitely some, bap- some baptism language there, going down to the yeah, river. Yeah, straight baptism language right there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, but it works on that other level too. You know, yeah. it works on that relational level, which I I think is you know if, if you study what the what the church has to say about sex and and um relationship and love those two are supposed to go together like our human relationships are supposed to point us to the higher love of god but also the higher love of god is supposed to point us to loving other people like we're supposed to the two greatest commandments of jesus when they ask him the greatest commandment he says love god with all your heart soul and strength and love your neighbor as yourself these two are the greatest and then first letter of john where he says you know if anyone says he loves god but then doesn't love his brother he is a liar like you can't love God who you haven't seen and turn around and hate your brother who you have seen. Like they have to go together. And so like, yeah, I I was thinking the same thing when you were talking about your marriage, like, yeah, like when, when, when my marriage is like, when we're doing a good job of loving each other, well, it does give me that experience of being loved by the father. Like here's a person who sees me with all my flaws and all my shortcomings and all my weaknesses and ways I don't stack up, but then chooses to love me anyway. Like that is absolutely an experience of God. And I, and I, I hope, and I pray, and I try to bring that same love to my wife that, you know, even, even if she's not at her best, um, even yeah. if she's really struggling to, to be like, no, like my job here is to love you as the, as God, the father and to, and to, to bring that to you. hundred mm-hmm. percent. Like I tell my, uh, like my, my guys that I, that I teach, I tell them a lot of times in our culture, we use means as ends, mm. you know, like, Marriage is a means to an end, the ultimate mm-hmm. end. That in, uh, our marriage, our spouses, are means to an encounter with the Lord, with the Father. You know, they're not in and themselves, but they just like you say, you hit it perfectly. They point us in a direction. Mm-hmm. You know, the love that we have for our, our our spouses point us to a deeper love, the origin of love. You know, so yeah, I mean, a hundred percent with you. We yeah. we use means as ends. I just I just think of how many times in my own life I've done that, like you know, money is a means to an end, but we often see it as the goal, you know, a career is a means to an end, a job is a means to an end. And one of of the most uh, powerful spiritual experiences of my life was I was, I was in high school uh, at Good Council, great Catholic school in in, in Maryland. And my, my favorite history teacher, his name was Mr. Linda Kuhl. He was giving us a talk on our senior retreat and we're all worried about where we're going to college and, you know, stressed out about student loans and all that sort of thing. We're second semester seniors. And he says, none of that matters. And he read to us the passage from the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew six, where it says, you know, don't worry about uh, what you're to wear, what you're to drink, look at the flowers and the way that they grow, look at the sparrows and the way that they fly. They don't worry at all, but God takes care of them. And you're so much more important than the grass of the fields. Don't worry about tomorrow. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all this will be, um, you know, given to you besides. And he says, it doesn't matter if you end up, you know, going to an Ivy league school and making a ton of money in a high paced, you know, a a high, uh, a high esteemed, what what am I trying to say? Like a high profile career. Um, and it doesn't matter if you end up working at five minute oil change down the street, as long as you are loving God and loving your neighbor as yourself, placing your trust in God like that, that matters way more. And, uh, you're right. We do use the means as an end. Um, I want to ask, the word holy, I think, is kind of abstract for some people. It's hard. Like, what does that even mean, holy? And I feel like even as a, as a teacher, I was a Catholic high school teacher for a long time. And I feel like this was one of the hardest concepts to convey to students. Like, what is holiness? And well, that'll be so two questions. First, what is holiness? And then what does holiness feel like? Because he says that it feels holy. Do you have any insight into that? I mean, when I when I think of holiness, I think of that that total surrender to God to the point where you live your life in imitation of Christ. You know, mm. that's holy. If God is holy, and 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 in the incarnation, God becomes man through Christ. Then holiness is living our life in in imitation and in union with Christ. Mm-hmm. So I think that would be holy. Mm-hmm. That would be what holy is. Yeah. Um, now, what does that feel like? Mm-hmm. You know, when when I when I think of like like that, I think of just that Ignatian term of consolation, right? Mm. That joy, that, that, you know, joy, peace, love, not necessarily happiness all the time, mm-hmm. not necessarily warm fuzzies, fuzzy feelings, but an overarching joy in where you are and who you're with, you know, 
um, a completion, a peace. Yeah, a peace even when things aren't going your way. When, and, yeah. and a lot of times if you're holy, especially in the culture that we live in right now, it's going to feel like things aren't going your way. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a peace in the midst of the confusion where you know that even though it seems that things aren't going your way, you're in the right place. Mm. Yeah, that I, that I... Uh, I love Ignatian spirituality and like looking through our day with gratitude. That was one of St. Ignatius of Loyola. That was one of his things he taught his Jesuits to do was to examine the day at the end of the day. And that's one of the things you can do through the Hallow app. If you download the Hallow app at hallow dot, what is it? <laughs> Awakencatholic.org slash Hallow, whatever it is, click the link. We'll have it in the description. But anyway, the examine, that's one of the things St. Ignatius said to do. And he said, look through your day and notice those moments of consolation, those, those moments of holiness. And, um, I know for me during this, this quarantine time and, and COVID, um, that's something I, I do at the end of the day is I look back through my day for moments of consolation, for moments of holiness. And I've noticed that a lot of times it's spending time with my kids and my wife. And a lot of times it's when I get outside with them. And so I've, I've made that more of a priority in my life is go outside with the kids and just thank God, feel the sun on my face and the breeze on my skin. And that's a holy moment for me. Um, C.S. Lewis, I forget which book it is, but he talks about, I think it's mere Christianity, but he talks about this experience of the numinous, um, where he says, at some point in your life, you will experience something that is larger than yourself, that is just other. It's like nothing you've experienced before. And it points you to something higher. And he says, it can happen in relationship. It can happen when you experience the poor. It can happen when you um, like see a beautiful starscape in the sky. It can happen when you, when you're up on a mountain or at the beach and you have these profound moments where you just feel small and like there's, there's, it's, uh, you just feel kind of feel overwhelmed by existence. And so that's, that's what I think of when I think of feeling holy, it's this other experience that it just, just as, as different as God is in the Bible from the other gods, the other gods that demand these human sacrifices and these sacrifices of grain, or even our modern gods of money and power and control and acceptance that require other sorts of sacrifices for us um, mm-hmm. or from us, that our God is different. Our God doesn't require us to like sacrifice our precious things. He sacrifices for us. He sacrifices yeah. his son for us. Um and we get this sense of, you know, when, when, you, when you feel thankful, but you're not really sure what you're thankful to, that's mm-hmm. a moment of holiness. Um, yeah. yeah. So when, when you have an experience of authentic love where someone yeah. loves you and they don't have to, like that's an experience of holiness. So that, those, those are kind of some things that I think of. The word that comes to my mind right now is like belonging, you know, mm. it's like yeah. you can be in a situation where you're in awe or a situation that is is, is is powerful or transcendent, but there's a feeling of belonging even in the midst of that situation. You know, the feeling of being wanted, that you're in the right place, yeah. even though it even though you're in all of the places you're in, but you just feel that you're in the right place, you know, in the right moment. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like people, a lot of times when they don't know where to find that, they seek it out a lot of times through sex and romance and a relationship. Yeah. I'm sure you've, you've seen in your students, I've seen in, in my students, a lot of times in looking for that belonging, they throw them, themselves into their body into a relationship that doesn't really provide that. It might provide it for a little bit, but it doesn't really provide them with that belonging. Yeah. They, 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 they want, they choose the illusion of love as opposed to what love actually is. Yeah. You know, and I think, you know, like these two songs kind of speak to that, speak to the, you know, when we talk about like belonging and, and, and love. I think these two songs are a great example of humanity's search for completion, search for belonging, search for love, search for a love that's deeper than the superficial that we kind of go into because we're not mature or we just don't know. You know? I, uh, I, I, when I was thinking about this song, I was reminded of a, a quote and I was like Googling, like who said this quote, who said this quote? And the quote is this, it says love between man and woman or, or in the love between man and woman, human being glimpse, human beings glimpse an apparently irresistible promise of happiness. So mm-hmm. in this, in this man, woman relationship, we have this glimpse of irresistible happiness, the, of that holiness, that belonging with God. Uh, Pope Benedict the 16th said that in his uh, great encyclical, God is love. And I was like, yes, Pope Benedict, <laughs> he gets That's it. True. That's true. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Um, let's, let's go back to the lyrics. I want to mm-hmm. look at these lyrics a little bit more. 
So uh, I love that he's running to the altar like a track star. Like how often in pop music do you hear an exhortation to marriage? Like I'm excited yeah. about marriage. I'm running like a track star to marriage. Like a lot of times I think our culture is kind of down on marriage. Like Meh, don't get married until you're, until you're older. Don't be tied down, you know, um, go be yeah. a freak for a few years and then you'll get married later, which I think is a bad recipe. <laughs> I know, I've heard it, man. Test all the cars on the lot before you buy one. Oh I've my heard. gosh. Yeah. And I know, I know, um, that, that leads to a lot of heartbreak. So, uh, not, not that, not that you can't heal, not that you can't, but it just, yeah. it, it takes some, takes some work, you know? But so. it's, it's like one of those things, like, you know, we're talking about holy, holy, holy. I, and I remember my conversion experience, right. Mm -hmm. When I had, when, when I had this encounter with God, right. Mm -hmm. It's like a game of tag where God played, God tagged me and he ran away. And then what do I want? <laughs> I want to run after him. Right. So it's like this, when you have this encounter, the holy, 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 when you have this encounter, then you want to run after the person that you encountered. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So like the altar, you know, you're, you're, you're going to want to run there mm -hmm. because you've had this experience of what love should be. Mm -hmm. I love in the second verse, I don't do well with the drama and no, I can't stand it being fake. And I think that's a lot of times what, uh, people find in relationships that aren't really loving and especially relationships that get really sexual outside of marriage. What mm -hmm. they find is yes, sex promises that fulfillment and that happiness. But when it's outside of that commitment, where it can, where, where, when, when the fire is outside of the fireplace, right. It's, it's, it's fake. It's not real intimacy. Um, yeah. I heard once that the word infatuation means false fire. It's like a, like a fake fire. And I think that's what people get wrapped up in. They get wrapped up in the feelings and the emotions. And, and so they're like, oh, I really love you. And they go too far. And then they, they end up getting burned because they were trying to get warm. You know what I mean? Um, and uh, I love this. Uh, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Um, what is the part that I wanted to look at? Um, this is the chance verse. Did you have other things to say about that verse before we move on? Well, I mean, I think what you were saying before, I think, especially now with, with, with everything that's going on in, in the world, you know, with, within the last couple of months, you know, I think people are, people want like solid food, you know, mm -hmm. we want solid foundation. We don't want, we don't want to be placated. Yeah. We don't want to, we don't want to be run around we want something that's real, something yeah. that we can hold on to. We don't, uh, to an extent, we don't really want to be entertained. Yeah. You know, we want something that doesn't give me the illusion of realness. We want something like real because, you know, we just understand the importance of life. We understand how life can be fleeting. Mm. We understand, how, we understand how relationships can be lost. So we just, we, after a while, I'm just tired of, I'm tired of playing the game. Exactly. You know, mm. you know we just want what's real. Yeah. A, a good friend when she was younger for a lot of times, she was kind of in this bad relationship and this bad relationship. And, um, you know, she was a good Catholic girl, but kind of ended up, uh, I think cause she, the people she was hanging out with and the people she was dating kind of got into some stuff she shouldn't. And she said after a while, she's like, I just got, I just got sick of it. I just got tired yeah. of dating people who just wanted to use me and hanging out with people that didn't really care for me. Like I needed to like find new friends. I needed to just stop dating for a while. I needed to, I needed something real. I need some real relationships, you know? Yeah. I think mean, someone said this one speaker said at one time that, uh, sometimes like you come to truth, not out of some like powerful revelation, but sometimes mm -hmm. you just get tired of losing. Mm -hmm. And then that makes yeah. you want to search for something deeper. So you hit rock yeah. bottom. Yep. Yeah. I love Chance's verse here. Um, first of all, because he mentions Lionel Messi, and I'm a, I'm a huge Lionel Messi fan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but also just um, talking about you know the first step pleases the Father. Like how th there's a lot that has to do with like being early in your faith journey here. There's a lot of baptism references and coming up out of the water and like this is your first step with God. And he's like. And I know so many couples who have kind of come to faith together and their relationship has been a way that they've grown in their faith together. And that's like, just like such a, a beautiful thing. Um, but yet there's also this tension with like who I used to be. And like, there's these fleshy parts of me. I'm a believer, but my heart is fleshy. Um, and, uh, I, I just, I, I think it's a very real verse here. Um, I love the, the part at the end, um, 
suffer it up to be so now got to clean it up, formalize the union and communion he can trust. I know I ain't leaving you like I know he ain't leaving us. I know we believe in God and I know God believes in us. Just that the relationship reflects God and God reflects the relationship. Like it's just, it's the vision of how it's supposed to be, you know? So, but I mean, I think, you know, even in like, uh, the, I think the video that, uh, of the, uh, of the song kind of illustrates what Chance is talking about, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, the two together as a couple have an encounter that leads yeah. them to where they need to be, you know, mm-hmm. individually, you know, they, they were struggling in their own j- different arenas in life. And then they come together as a couple and they're led to uh, uh, the right place, the uh-huh. place of healing, the place of hope, the place of security. Um, but I like the first part when he says, first step is, is pleasing the father, right? Mm-hmm. First step, the first step pleases the father, mm-hmm. you know, just, you know, having the relationship and the right, the right priorities in the relationship. You know, I can't, my first step, you know, can't be pleasing, you know, my wife, because Mm -hmm. if if I'm just work, if she's my God, then I'm being misguided. And then I won't, you know, love the way that I should be loving, you know, please the father. And I'm going to love her the way that she deserves to be loved. Why? Because the father knows her better than I know her. Amen. yeah, I think a lot of people, when they, they hear that idea in Christianity that you're supposed to love God even more than your spouse, they're like, what? You're supposed to love God even more than your spouse? But if I think you're exactly right. If you don't get those in order, then your spouse becomes your God. And yeah. that's not loving towards your spouse to expect them to be able to supply you with everything you need. Like that's putting too much on them. And that's that's going to be, be hurtful if you expect them to be able to satisfy everything. (laughs) Like, yes, they are supposed to reflect God's love for you, but you can't expect them to give you what only God can give you. you Absolutely. And and, and who's going to tell you how to love your, your, your spouse more than the person that created her, him or her, you know, the person that knows their proclivities, their joys, their frustrations, the person that knows their heart. Amen. So by knowing that the creator, you know, the creation and you love the creation better because you know the creator. So, yeah. Yes. Yes. And I I love, he says, we're running to the altar and kind of in, you know, common American speak when you say, oh, we're running to the altar. It's, we're going to get married, but Mm -hmm. what sacrament happens on the altar? It's not marriage. Marriage yeah. happens in front of the altar, but what sacrament happens on the altar? It's the sacrifice. It's the mass. Yeah. Like the altar yeah. is the place of sacrifice. It's where mm-hmm. you go to die to be born to new life. And, yeah. you know, the idea of Jesus says uh, at the Last Supper, um, no greater love is there than this to lay down one's life for a friend. You know, and yeah. he's talking about going to die on the cross, but he's also talking about in the day to day. I'm mm-hmm. supposed to lay myself down and lay my life down for my wife. And she's supposed to lay herself down for me. And that that's the cross, you know, that's the beauty of it. And with, and without the knowledge of the father and without that relationship with God, then that self-sacrificial love that could be foreign to you. Mm. Yes. Yes. Amen. Amen. I mean, I, I know my wife and I, we, we had, we've had some struggles in our marriage and without that foundation of our faith and without knowing that love of the father for each one of us and for the other person, I'm not, I'm not sure we'd be here. Like we've been married nine years. We just celebrated our anniversary and we're, we're like stronger than ever. We were just talking about, we went on a date out to a, a little taco bar. We we're just talking about like, we feel like newlyweds. Like this is the best our marriage has ever been. It's amazing. Yeah. But it, it's, it's by the grace of God. Like we, we very easily couldn't have gotten, there's, it's, there's definitely a possibility that we didn't make it here, you know? So 100%. like a, 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 a professor of mine, you know, he asked the class this question, um, we're talking about vocations. So we're talking about specifically married life in the priesthood. Mm. And he asked, which one is easier? Mm-hmm. And everyone threw out one, one guy said being a priest would be easier. Another guy said being married would be easier. And the professor said this, they're both equally impossible. <laughs> they're made possible by the grace of God. You know, that's how they're made possible. Amen. So yeah, 100%, man. With, Amen. Anything else you want to talk about holy before we move on to positions? No, man, no, it was, it was, no I, I think we, we covered it. Good, good. So, all right. So on to positions, there's Ari. Uh, she's got her cabinet with her. The video for this is very interesting. Whereas Bieber decided to even, they're both pop to stars. They're both about equally famous, I would say. But Bieber yeah. decided to portray himself as someone much less powerful, as someone yeah. who's just working class, lost his job, homeless. 
And she decided to portray herself, I think because it came out around the election, but as someone more powerful, like she's the boss, she's the Madam President. Um, so she's, she's portrayed with her cabinet and she's in the Oval Office. She's doing press conferences. She's like immaculately put together, you know, compare that to how Justin looked. He's like, yeah. you know, looks like he just climbed out of a mud hole. So that, that's yeah. kind of interesting. Um, so this song positions my, my good friend, John, I was talking to him about it and he said, this song wasn't as filthy as I was expecting it to be based on the title. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So she uses the F word, but it's not even like about sex. It's just kind of like F it. It's just kind of a throwaway. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, when, yeah. When you hear the positions thing, you're like, oh, uh-huh. yeah, but yeah. So uh, let's, let's look at this song. It says, a uh, heaven sent me, sent you to me. So it's talking about heaven. So there's some spiritual themes there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hoping I don't repeat history. So maybe there's some bad relationships in the past there. I'm trying to meet your mama on a Sunday, then make a lot of love on a Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it talks about how she's switching positions for him, cooking in the kitchen. And then she's in the bedroom. She's jumping through hoops like the Olympics. There's nothing. My love is infinite. There's nothing that I wouldn't do. Um, so what do you, 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 let's say your students come in and they're like, Mr. Greenfield, there's this awesome song. What do you make of this? Like, what do you, what, what do you, what do you see in this? I mean, I think with, with Justin Bieber and Ariana Grande with these songs, they're speaking to different like groups of people, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so when I watch Ariana Grande, you know, she's speaking to, you know, I, I think she's speaking to women, you know, that, you know, that, you know, they have their lives figured out, you know, who they're called to be, what they want to do. And then they get into this relationship. And there's an understanding that now when I have a vision for my life, I have to include another person in that vision. Mm. And with any relationship, there's a level of sacrifice that I'm going to have to make to make this relationship work. So, th- so it doesn't end up becoming what my past relationships have been. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I love you, I'm willing to make those sacrifices. And it may be contrary to, you know, what my identity was, uh-huh. but I'm willing to be something new for you. Mm-hmm. You know, like my positions for you, cooking in the kitchen and, and I'm in the bedroom. I would, that's not like when you talk about a lot of pe- like people in the culture right now, when you talk about the role, like women's roles, you know, that is even if it's virtuous, that's seen by a lot of people to be, no, no, mm-hmm. no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, that, that's not that's me. Impressive, but yeah. Ariana Grande to say that, you know, I think it, it doesn't, maybe it's not speaking specifically to doing that, but it's speaking mm-hmm. to, you know, my willingness to be something other than I used to be mm-hmm. in order to make this relationship work because there's an awareness that, okay, I'll be what you need me to be. Mm-hmm. So I think that this is really interesting because changing for your partner, I think can be done in a healthy way. And I think can be done in an unhealthy way. Like you can change for your partner in a way that is totally unhealthy and you lose yourself and it's codependent and like really psychologically damaging. Um, if you are kind of losing yourself in your identity in that other person, but I think in a healthy relationship, there can be this understanding of, um, you know, I love you. You're my wife or I love you. You're my husband. And, I, you know, I am going to change to love you. And I just wonder, I've seen it in my own marriage, um, be a, be a really healthy thing for us to change for each other. But I've also seen in many relationships, even my own, where it's a really unhealthy thing. And I, I'm, I have trouble one knowing how to, how to tell other people how to draw that line. Like, how do you know when you're changing for someone in a good and selfless way? And when are you changing for them in a way in which you're being used and abused? Yeah. I mean, I think that, I think there's discernment that goes into that. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, I mean, if it depends on what your foundation is, if I'm looking at social media, Twitter, Facebook to, to give me my identity, then the things I may need to change are going to be like really different. Mm-hmm. And if I am pursuing holiness, you mm-hmm. know, what the culture values is not necessarily valued in the, the divine economy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I think there's discernment that goes into that. There's an under, there's communication, the relationship that goes into that. There's mm-hmm. understanding who you're with, understanding your 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 spouse's temperaments and understand understanding your spouse your spouse's past and their desires that go mm-hmm. into that there has to be a knowledge of self that goes into that and then there has to be a relationship with God 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because there's certain things that, listen, you, I can't go into my marriage and say, I'm just going to be who I want to be. And you got to deal with it. Yeah. That, that doesn't work. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. I mean, I can't go into my marriage and have no consideration for my wife Mm -hmm. because I've established this as my identity. Mm -hmm. I can't do that. Mm -hmm. Now I can't let my wife be my God, Mm -hmm. but I have to be willing to look at myself, look at the relationship, understand her needs and make the changes that are necessary. Yeah. Discernment that goes into that. So Mm -hmm. I don't think it's one size fits all. It's just like, yeah, different. I 100% agree. I think, I think what you identified there about the relationship with God is so important because that as Christians, that's where we gain our identity, right? I am being loved son of the father. That is my primary identity. I am a, mm-hmm. I am a son of God or a, you're, you know, you can be a daughter of God. Um, and then if somebody is, is calling me to be better at that, like if my wife is calling me to change in a way that helps me to be a better son of God, yeah. then that's something I should do. But if it's calling me to go against God's commands, if it's, mm-hmm. if it's taking me away from God, then that, that is a red flag. You know, like if, if you in sacrificing for your partner are being less holy to sacrifice for them, like that, that's a red flag. Like that, that is, that is use and abuse. And I, um, I had a spiritual director, a, a good holy priest tell me one time that when we talk about Jesus' uh, golden rule, to love your neighbor as yourself, a lot of times we just hear the first part, love your neighbor, and we forget about the second part, as yourself. There is assumed that you love yourself. There is this assumed underneath that you are not going to let yourself be like debased and abused because you reflect the image of God as well. And yeah. it, you're not actually loving that person if, they're letting, if you're letting them like abuse you and use you in that way. Mm-hmm. So if someone does want to want to use you for sex, if somebody does want to use you for the emotional or the physical high or, or, or whatever, just for their selfish benefit, then that's not really love. That's, that's them using you. And so I think, I think that relationship with God is so important. Yeah. I mean, we talk about positions. There's like the pursuit of positions that come from a virtuous place. These are my gifts. This is the way that God made me. I'm going to go on this path. And then there's the pursuit of the uh, pursuit of positions from a place of brokenness. Mm -hmm. And you're talking about positions kind of in a metaphorical way. Yeah, like ambition. Not, not like you know. sexual positions. No, no, yeah, no. Yeah. no. <laughs> just wanted to be clear. I, I understood you. I just want to make sure everybody else understood you. Life. I'm yeah. talking about like yeah. ambitions or, uh-huh. or from a place of brokenness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't know who I am. Mm-hmm. So I got to prove my worth and my value by being in this, mm-hmm. having this title or being in this position. And in that reality, then it'll never be enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then there's an understanding that I'm using my gifts that God has given me to 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 move forward. Yeah. Um, and 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 if I'm doing that, then I'll always be okay because I know that I'm just using the gifts that God has given me, that God is guiding it. And it's not a vain attempt at some sort of fulfillment. Mm-hmm. 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 I uh I I wanna critique the Ariana Grande song a little bit. Um yeah. because I think it's interesting. She chose this for the video to put herself in this position of power, as we talked about, like she's the, you know, the president in this video She's the most powerful person in the world. But then if you listen to the lyrics of the song, two things stand out to me. One is that there's so much spiritual language. Heaven sent you to me. My love for you is infinite. I want to meet you on a, I want to meet your mama on a Sunday. So there is kind of that idea that we're, you know, we're not just hooking up. I want to meet your family. A Sunday has spiritual connotations. Um, and then there's nothing I wouldn't do. You're perfect. So there, you know, only the love of God is perfect. Only the love of God is infinite. Yeah. Only the love of God is truly heavenly. And she's kind of, I think like we were talking about before, like she, maybe she's kind of mistaking this humanly love for her God. Like this yeah. is the best thing she's experienced. And maybe, maybe that's kind of becoming her God. And then what ends up happening is if you look at the lyrics, she's not put in a position of power. She's put in a, a power of a, a position where she's, she's disempowered. She talks about jumping through hoops. Like if somebody has you jumping through hoops, you are not in a position of power. You are not in a yeah. position where you are being manipulated. If somebody has you jumping through hoops, um, you're doing something that is not worthwhile. And so it's, it's interesting that it, you know, she, she's, it does seem to me that in this song, she's like losing a bit of herself in this, into this yeah. relationship because she sees it as so good. Um, but it's, it seems like it is a little unhealthy to me that she's, um, 
that that she's she's jumping through hoops and just kind of doing whatever this guy wants her to do so yeah i mean you know i think in any relationship if if that's kind of the the you're doing it to appease another person Mm -hmm. and there's no like deeper meaning for like the sacrifices you're making um it's bound to end up in frustration you know it can only go for so long that you're going to jump through hoops you know before it begins to eat at you and bite at you because Mm -hmm. that's not how you be so it's going to end up in ending in like resentment and frustration in the relationship going down a negative path because you know that you're doing this for another person and that there's no deeper meaning yeah. uh, to the sacrifices. Yeah. You know, the frustration that I would have is, you know, I guess just the, the, the view of power was empowering, you know, mm. um, I don't think, you know, switching my positions for you cooking and kitchen in the, and I'm in the bedroom, I'm in the Olympics the way I'm jumping through hoops. I mean, I, you know, if I if I were to have any like critique about it, it's like I don't see I don't see that as disempowering, you know, because mm-hmm. those are you know, all of those things I don't think they're not any lesser, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? You know, it's just like a you know, contemporary view of, you know, something being demeaning i I just just don't see that because these these are things that i do these are things that you know but they're things that that are necessary anyone who has uh anyone who has kids knows the necessity of doing these things anyone Mm -hmm. who has kids knows like uh the gratification you have of being able to provide and take care of them you know and and you don't just do it because it's going to make another person happy you do it Mm -hmm. because these are the sacrifices you make as being part of a relationship, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. So I just think in our culture, we have a view of, of, of power and success. Um, and the family is not necessarily part of that view of family and success. Yeah. The family has to be sacrificed in order for you to be powerful or successful. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think when we begin to embrace that message, then we create a culture that is not loving, yeah. uh, not, that's not complete. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And what it makes me think of is, um, I think it was Jason Everett who says a lot of times in immature relationships, Jason Everett, if you don't know who he is, he's an awesome chastity speaker, go to chastity.com. He's got a lot of good stuff. But one of the things he says is that a lot of times in immature relationships, what will happen is, um, the guy will give the girl love in order to get sex and the girl will give the guy sex in order to get love. And, um, I kind of see like that's, what's happening here. She's, she's overwhelmed by these feelings. And so she's like, okay, I'll do all these kinky things with you. Um, not that in a healthy married relationship, you can't, you know, try out different positions and stuff. Like I always, my students always want to ask, is it true about the missionary position that if you're Christian, you have to do it? I'm like, no, that's a total urban myth. Like you, you you know, the, you should, the church doesn't give you specific rules about positions, but you, you should always be chased with the person, like with your spouse, your chastity is a virtue. It doesn't mean not having sex. That's abstinence chat. You're supposed to chastely love your, love your spouse. You're supposed to love them purely. You're not supposed to lust after them and use them. So, um, as long as you're, you're doing that, then, you know, there's, there's the church doesn't have like a list of acceptable positions and so forth. But it seems like to me in this song, like that, that's what's happening is, um, he's like, Hey baby, would you like to try some kinky stuff? And she's like, well, I don't really want to, but for you, I will. And I think that, um, yeah, yeah, and, and I don't, and I don't need to mean to belittle anybody, you know, if you've, if you've been in that situation, cause I know these things can, can be personal. And I know, I know people who have been in situations like this where they, they feel like they are being demeaned and they're doing these sexual things that maybe they didn't think they would, they ever would, but they are because they, they, they're trying to love the person. Um, so I, I don't mean to make fun of it or as, it, or, or, or anybody or look down on anybody, but, um, I think I th- I think what I hear in the lyrics here is something unhealthy. Like this is not really. It's a very passionate relationship, but it's not really that healthy of a relationship, is what I hear. So, I mean, I mean, I I, I totally see where you're coming from with that. Mm-hmm. You know, the 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 redeeming thing, if 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 if, if, to, if we're like just assuming virtue, assuming goodness, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, is that I think God can use anything to gain the attention of His kids, right? Amen. So maybe the, you know, I'm just throwing it out there. Mm-hmm. Maybe the, the, you know, the shift in the relate switching my, you know, maybe the, sh- the relationship or the, or, or the shift in, mm-hmm. in what she's doing 
you know, maybe that, you know, even though we don't, it doesn't sound like it in, in some arenas, mm-hmm. maybe that's an, an area for growth or an area of, of recognition, an area yeah. that can lead to like a deeper love, you know, you know, if someone's so ingrained in an identity, maybe it is virtuous for them to let go of that identity and say, okay, let me just look at things mm-hmm. and and maybe that's the way that God is like roping you in, you know, mm-hmm. making you do things that you wouldn't do outside of this encounter with this other person. Yeah. Maybe yeah. in breaking down those walls that the encounter makes you break down, there's a growth that's happening. There's a relationship that's being cultivated that can lead you to where Justin Bieber is saying, running to the altar. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Well, and I, I'm glad you said that because actually in, in my own life recently, those that know me know that I just, my wife and I did a big position switch in, in terms of like, she is now working full time and I am largely a stay at home dad. And then I'm doing things, I'm doing, you know, the Catholic speaker and worship leader thing and doing this podcast. Um, but most of the time I'm home with the kids now I'm doing the shopping, I'm doing the, the, the cleaning and the, in the, in the cooking. And mm-hmm. that's not normal. It's kind of subverts traditional gender roles in a lot of ways, but we discerned that and prayed through that for a long time. And we really felt like God was calling us to that. And we've been doing it for a few months now and our, our married life has never been more peaceful. Like yeah. we're, it's totally where God is calling us right now. Um, it, it's weird. I've never felt like more manly in a lot of ways, like than being a stay at home dad. It's, it's, yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's, it's cool. And so it just, when you were talking about, you know, sometimes God does call you to a different sort of position. And mm-hmm. I mean, that that's me this year. I'm in a, a brand new position. <laughs> so uh, yeah. I'm glad you, I'm glad you said that. No, but I mean, it's one of those things where I think sometimes we have, when we talk about like, like, like men, like providing and, and, and protecting, we have a limited view of that, which opens the door to machismo as opposed to masculinity. Yeah. Amen. You know? And, uh, and then it, it leads us to celebrate people that do things on a superficial level, mm. as opposed to people that are doing it at the core of what it means to be a man. Amen. So, Amen. so, you know, um, so yeah, I, I I get you because I'll be honest with you. There's nothing that makes me feel more complete as a man than being with with my kids mm-hmm. and taking care of my kids. Yeah, and taking my kids to a park and seeing them smile because of something that I did that mm-hmm. I was there for them with. You know, I think that makes you come alive. So I I I, I get you. I I totally get what you're saying. Yeah yeah uh huh uh huh. Um, by the way, listeners, viewers, if you are interested uh, kind of in more of that discussion on like authentic masculinity, you can watch on Awaken Catholic. We have a show called The Catholic Man Show, um, which I am also on about half of the episodes of that. So and I think our first episode, we just talk about what is manliness. So if you're interested in that, um, check that out. So uh, what else about positions do we need to talk about? I took some notes here. Let me let me see what else we have. Um, I wanted to mention... Well, so let me ask you this. Let's say, um, remind me, do you have daughters? I know you have kids, but do you have a daughter? I have two. You have two, two daughters. daughters. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. And then your son is the yeah. younger one, right? Yeah. I have yeah. a 12 year old and a two year old. My son is like right in the middle. Yeah. All right. All right. Gotcha. Yeah. So I have an older daughter and a younger, a younger son. So let's, let's say your oldest daughter is like, daddy, listen to this Ariana Grande song. I think it's great. This is the sort of relationship I want. Like what, what message do you want her to? to take from this what what are you let's let's say these are my two favorite songs i love this song holy i love this song positions like what what's the message about healthy relationships about sex that you want her to take away what what do you say i guess uh, i guess from this is that marriage is not 50 50 marriage is 100 100 Mm. you know your 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 husband if i'm talking to my daughter your husband gives 100% of himself to you, and that involves sacrifice. That involves doing things that he may not feel like doing because he knows that it's good for the good of the family. Mm-hmm. He, can't give, he can't give half of himself and mm-hmm. make the relationship work. And you give 100% of yourself to your husband, you know, mm-hmm. um, and that means that you have to make certain sacrifices uh, for the uh, to, for, for him and, and for, the, for the family because God calls you to do that. Um, you can't give half of yourself as a hundred. Now, over time, your hundred may look different depending on your state in life, but you give your full self. And sometimes that involves sacrifice. And if you're going to make any relationship grow, there has to be the openness yeah. to doing things a little bit different if you're called to do it. Yes. You know? I ever take that. Mm-hmm. I think, I think what I would say to my daughter is, um, 
just, I would want her, or I would, I, I would probably steal what you just said. Cause I thought that was beautiful. Um, but the idea that your relationship is supposed to lead you to God, it's supposed to take you deeper. And I hope that the man that you marry one day, sweetie, I hope that she, that he brings you to, I want him to help you love God more. And I want you to help him love God more. Like your job is to help each other become that saint version of yourself, that holy version of yourself. Um, like Justin, you may not think that you'll ever be a saint. You might not have, you might have that humility that, you know, you see, you see your sins, but ultimately our job is to be saints and you're supposed to help one another be saints. Mm -hmm. And when you choose a spouse, you are choosing a holiness partner, a holiness training partner. And so um, I hope it's someone that challenges you to move to a holier position that challenges you. It would never put you in a position where you are used or abused that never puts you in that sort of position, but challenges you and calls you and walks with you and encourages you and equips you to move into the position that God wants you to be in. Um, and that's what I would hope to say. So, mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll take that from you too. Amen. <laughs> Also, it's always so good to talk with you, Brian. Every every chance we get to be together, I just I just feel like I'm ta I'm talking I'm talking to a brother. Like you get it, you get it. Yeah. I feel I feel like I, uh, I I gain a lot of wisdom from talking to you. So thank you. Same here, man. Do you, do you have any any anything else? Other ideas you want to share before we close out? Yeah, I mean, I think just both of those songs speak to like um, the importance of relationships. Our needs, uh, you know, that we complete one another. That there's a complementarity in the relationship, and that together, you know, we we encounter God. You know, none of us gets through this world on our own. Um, we need people. Uh, we yeah, we need people. We need one another. You know, and, and it's together that we see the face of Christ. So I think. Amen. Yeah. A Amen. Um, Brian, I sometimes ask my hosts if they would like to close in prayer, kind of, and just kind of talk, talk a little bit about the things that we've talked about. Would you be willing to close this in prayer? Sure. Amen. Sure. Yes. Pray. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Almighty God, we come together as your children, um, searching for you, searching for love, the desire to be wanted, to know that we're seen, to know that we're not alone. Um, we pray for our relationships. We pray that you would guide us, that you would strengthen those relationships, that you would form us into the people that the other need us to be, uh, the people that can lead others to encounter, Lord God. We pray that you would help us to put you first, to be docile to the movements of your Holy Spirit, to form us to be good men and women of God, uh, to form us to be people that will point to you. Um, any hurt in our hearts, Lord, we pray that you'd be the healer. We pray that you would put people around us to encourage us, to uplift us, um, to lead us to that healing. Lord, you know our hearts, you know our needs. We pray that you would speak to those places where we need you to come. We pray that you'd be the answer, that you'd be our father, and that you let us know that you're real and that you're with us. And Lord, we know that our prayers aren't perfect, so we offer them up through the Blessed Virgin Mary as we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy, Holy Mary, Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. 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 Thank you, Brian. Thank you, Brian. Thank you. If uh, people wanted to know more about you or hire you to, to come lead a retreat or do a talk at a conference or something, where would they find you? you CatholicSpeakers.com, okay. uh, uh, Heart as Nails Ministry, mm -hmm. uh, Social Media, Mission 116. That's okay. on uh, Twitter and uh, Instagram. So. I'll put all this in the show notes if you want to find Brian. Brian is a phenomenal Catholic speaker. And I just remember the, the one time we were doing a retreat together and one of the talks, you noticed in the middle of the talk that one of the girls was crying. And you just yeah. said, sweetheart, come here. And you just called her up and you just, I don't even remember exactly what you said, but it was, I just remember being like, whoa, like when I'm giving a talk, I'm in the zone. Like I probably wouldn't have noticed, but you were able to like, first you noticed and then like real time in front of the whole thing, you were like, who are her friends? Are you her friend? Come on up. Tell her how amazing she is. And like just all the whole like church was just pouring love on this girl. And it was like such a cool moment, just the, the way in real time you were able to, anyway, it was just, it was like nothing I've, I've ever seen. So um, if you need a Catholic speaker, hire Brian. And if you need a worship leader, hire me. We love working together. Yeah. So <laughs> together, together, us in together. Yeah. yeah, it's great. So I'm uh, Mike Tenney. You can find me at MikeTenneyMusic.com and uh, on social media at PK 
Mikey T. And this has been Pop Culture Catechism. If you love uh, this show, you can subscribe on YouTube, on uh, anywhere you can find your podcast and that sort of thing. Uh, we also, if you want to hear us talk about sex, listen to the WAP episode where we talked a lot about sex. Um, and if you want to support this show and other shows like it, go to awakencatholic.org slash donate. You can make a one-time donation and by making a monthly recurring donation, you can join the Awaken Nation where you get exclusive access to content or access to exclusive content, including some talks by me and other show hosts and presenters. Uh, you also get a second tier of the Awaken app. If you download the Awaken app, that's free for everybody. But if you become an Awaken member, you can, Awaken Nation member, you get another uh, tier with more access to, to great things. So, uh, and you can download the awaken app at the awaken and you'll see all the shows on there and access to everything we're doing here at awaken. Um, if you're looking for a great way to jumpstart your prayer life, so you know that you can stay anchored in the Lord and you can discern those relationships and that consolation, as we were talking about, uh, go to hallow.app slash awaken. You can do the examine just like I was talking about where you look back for your day with gratitude and look for the moments of consolation and desolation. I guarantee it will it's a game changer for your prayer life. So go to hallowed.app slash awaken, get that free month of premium. And that helps us out as well. And if you enjoyed this episode, please hit like, hit subscribe, bring that little bell on YouTube, subscribe on your podcast apps, rate, review, send this to a friend and uh, all that helps. Give it, let us know what you thought in the, the comments. We love to hear from you. Uh, thank you, Brian, for being here. It's good to see you again, my friend. And uh, to all the viewers and watchers, listeners out there, God bless you. We'll see you next time. This show and all media on Awaken Catholic is made possible by the Awaken Nation and the Hollow app. The Awaken Nation is a community of people like you who support all things Awaken for as cheap as a cup of coffee a week and get access to exclusive content. Learn more by visiting awakencatholic.org donate. Hollow is the only audio-guided Catholic prayer app focused on contemplative prayer and traditional Catholic meditation such as Lexio Divina, Daily Examine, and the Rosary. We here at Awaken all use Hollow every day and love it. To learn more or give it a try, visit hollow.app slash awaken.